now we've got a cold no, open. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please cut all that out. <laughs> You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Vohr. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined as always by my fabulous co-host, Dr. Holly Oxandian. Holly, how are you this week? (laughs) Hey, Robert. I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I don't have, yeah, there's nothing super exciting kind of one way or the other, but I'm doing well. I'm, I'm having a good day. I ate some Taco Bell for lunch, which is oh, my favorite. Man. So. Oh, man. So, oh, now we're yeah, going to start hearing from mood. Steve. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. man. Well, good. Yeah. So what, tell me what, what you've been up to over the last week. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last time we talked was, I guess, right, kind of heading into 2020, right? We were, we were yeah. kicking off our this season and so uh, I've been kind of getting back into the flow of things saw clients all all this week and things like that and so kind of just getting back into the flow of things and looking ahead a little yeah I don't nothing super exciting to be honest I mean I don't have anything kind of major to report just been kind of a good solid week what about you yeah no that's good yeah, same here. Just kind of getting back into the rhythm of things. Um, I know Baylor's semester starts today. This will come out, uh, you know, Monday, and so the thirteenth is when we start up with our semester. But as I've mentioned in our last episode, I'll be on research leave this spring, and so you know it's starting up, and and I'm going to be finding my own rhythm, but it's going to look a little bit different, kind of than normal. So I've I kind of been using this week leading up to it to you know, figure out what this is going to look like and my rhythms and get back into my writing each morning. And yeah, just kind of, you know, just kind of tiptoeing into the new year and getting things kind of set up. So yeah, Yeah. it's been good though. So what is that? So are you, you know, because you've mentioned this research leave, right? And so there's a lot of kind of um, unstructured time, we'll say, right? Instead of like kind of the you know, here's classes you're teaching, meetings, things like that. Are you someone that says, okay, I'm going to try to kind of map this out, like find a, a daily calendar that has the hours and kind of <laughs> and structure or just kind of wing it and see what happens? Yeah. Well, I think if anyone is curious, they can go back to our New Year's episode at the beginning of 2019 and that will say quite a bit, but yeah. Well, that's fair. I yeah. Have- <laughs> you love a planner. I do. So yes, I, I'm not mapping out hour by hour, but I actually read a book this summer or uh, not this summer, um, over the holiday break, uh, by uh, Michael Hyatt that's called free to focus. And it was really, it was a good reminder about how to batch, um, my time. So when I have a lot of unstructured time, there's certainly a lot of things that I still need to get done. Like with this upcoming leave, there's a number of things that I had made an agreement to and I had proposed saying like, I will do these things. And so in order for me to actually accomplish those things, I've really got to batch my time well and work smarter through this. So I have some pretty regular rhythms um, each day that I know I've talked about on here where I'll wake up pretty early and I practice my centering prayer for about 20 minutes and I, you know, grab my coffee and then go write for a couple hours in the morning. And then at least if that gets done, I feel pretty good. And then the rest of the day, like there are miscellaneous tasks or other pieces of writing or data analysis that I need to do. But I feel like at least having that regular rhythm each morning gives me that grounded space to be able to do what whatever else I need to get done during the day. But at least having that bit helps a lot. So I do need those rhythms. Yeah. So yeah. What yeah. about, I mean, I don't know. What about you? What is What does that look like for when you have even, I mean, I know it's not like an unended or it's not like a long semester, but like each day when you kind of have that open space, what does that look like for you? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think uh, to be, you know, perfectly honest about it, I'm still working through kind of like different, trying different things and seeing what parts of different things works for me and not, I think my personality type tends towards like not loving a bunch of structure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the more that I, you know, so my job right now tends to not have essentially kind of any structure. I mean, the, the sessions do obviously like this, the structure to the sessions when I meet clients, but beyond that, there's a lot of freedom in it. And so I think trying to, t- trying to create some structure around that, that works for me, I think actually is, is helpful. Like the more that I've kind of said, oh, I have all this free time which I like, but then yeah. I need some structure within that, you know? And so it's kind of this balancing act. And so, you know, when I have kind of whole days that I'm not seeing clients and things like that, I'm still kind mm-hmm. of trying to figure out like what is, what rhythm works for me. Cause I know you even mentioned in your last newsletter, your blog post that you sent out, right. About mm-hmm. how you've, you used to write in the evening and now you write like in yeah. the morning. Right. So this like shifting for different times of our life. Right. I mean, I used to stay up pretty late and be good at, at doing things then, but since having grade, that's been less possible and think, you know, and so I think moving through different kind of seasons of life and and different things like that, kind of trying to figure out, okay, what things work for me now that didn't before or don't now that did before and things like that. And so um, kind of trying to, you know, because I think it's easy to say, well, this always, this used to work for me. So like it should now. And so, you know, I must be doing something wrong, but that's not how life works, you know? And so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's all kind of a, a learning process. So I'll let you know when I figure out, you know, how to do that well, very well. Yeah, I yeah, I would. I mean, I'd love to hear like what this kind of evolves into, like over the spring semester for you, and what those um, spaces look like. But I think you're absolutely right. Like, it, there are ways in which you know what worked for us at one time isn't necessarily going to always work for us or it may served us well in certain seasons like i was the exact same working really late writing late i mean i was great with that but then i have needed to shift and then i remember there being certain seasons where like through grad school where i loved the structure of the classes i loved the structure of internship i felt like there was a sense of efficiency having all of my time spoken for with with things that were written down that, that I places that I needed to be for certain reasons. Um, but one of the things that I've kind of come to appreciate as time has gone on is um, having a little bit more flexibility does allow me to still speak for moments of time and be able to say, no, this is my time for, you know, for whichever thing, whether it's writing or data analysis or teaching or class prepping or, or whatever committees. But, but having some of that flexibility also creates space for being able to recognize when well, maybe I don't necessarily need to be doing this certain thing anymore and yeah. to be able to set some things yeah. down and, and, you know, as we've talked about in the past and previous episodes, like when some things need to be set down and other things need to be picked up. And so that freedom has been appreciated very much so. Yeah. 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 No, that's but, awesome. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Listeners, I would love to hear if y'all have any, you know, what works for y'all and are y'all, do y'all like more structured time or do you like more wiggle room space? And, you know, what does that look like for you? I mean, I guess we'll be figuring it yeah. out what that looks like for both of us this semester. So yeah, yeah, we're all we're all in process. Amen. That is good. <laughs> well, speaking of all of us being in process, actually, do you want to shall we shift yeah. to share with our listeners what this week is going to be focused yeah, on? Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm here for your segue. Ah, I love it. Well, this week we have Morgan Harper Nichols on um, talking about her new book. Uh, that is coming out this next week. Sorry, it is coming out next week. The 21st. That's right. Yep. On the 21st, it's called All Along You Were Blooming, Thoughts for Boundless Living. Um, and it's a collection of poems and beautiful artwork that she has been doing and creating. And our, my sense is that many of our listeners probably have heard of Morgan. Um, but if not, oh man, y'all are in for such a treat. Yeah. 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 Most people are probably most familiar with her Instagram work, right? Mm-hmm. But she has stuff kind of all over the place now. In fact, here's like kind of a, a fun trivia bit. Our guest last week, right, was Andy Kolber. We were talking about her new book, Try Softer. Mm-hmm. And the, the artwork, the cover of her book was kind of directly inspired by Morgan Harper Nichols and all of all of her work. And so yeah. um, it's kind of a cool connection there. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's good timing for them. So, really going for uh, you know synergy this year across yes. episodes. <laughs> we'll see well, how far. Really. Yeah, <laughs> such a business say. word. And but. it will end this week. But um, yep, no. <laughs> really crush these first. Year. 
No, but I, I mean, I loved, I've been following Morgan for quite some time and her work is just beautiful. And I mean, I think it really speaks to her followers and this, this book and what she's, you know, kind of what led up to it. She'll talk about her story and what's kind of led up to it and, and to this work. But I mean, I just can't, I really can't say enough about it. I'm kind of speechless because this work has been so formative. I feel like for me in a lot of ways, the the work and the Mm. words that she shares with us are just such a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for our listeners to hear it. I'm excited to listen back through it again myself. Yeah. And I hope everyone enjoys it. All right. Enjoy y'all. Today, we have Morgan Harper Nichols joining us. So Morgan is a writer, an artist, and a musician who makes her work around people and their stories. She spent a few, uh, her first few years as an adult um, as a college admission counselor, and then shifted into being a full-time touring singer-songwriter and musician. While on the road, she cultivated her curiosity and passion for the written word and art and slowly began to share her art with others online. In 2017, Morgan began inviting people to submit their stories from which she created art inspired by what she received. And nearly everything Morgan creates and shares today is from this project. And she always keeps the names and stories anonymous. And her work is shared almost everywhere. You can just find it everywhere. (laughs) Morgan has worked with Adobe, Live Nation, Aerie Coach, and many others. Um, She is the author of Storyteller, 100 Poem Letters, and the upcoming book that we're going to talk about today, which is called All Along You Were Blooming, Thoughts for Boundless Living. She is on the board of directors at To Write Love on Her Arms and has her own podcast, too. Um, And she's originally from Atlanta, and she and her husband, Patrick, currently reside just a little south of Los Angeles in Orange County, California. Morgan, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Oh, oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Yeah, welcome, welcome. I was going to add to kind of the bio there. You and I share a a ton of things kind of backstory wise, aside from being from Atlanta and being, you know, starting out doing music and things like that. I actually happen to know through like some Instagram stories that you at one point spent, like you were an exchange student at Canvas in England. Is that right? Yes, I was. Whoa. (gasps) You have a connection with Canvas? So uh, my wife and I actually like the first year we were married. We were on staff there for our like kind of the first year serious? of marriage before moving back. Yeah. Wow! Oh my goodness! What a small world! Wow! I know. That's, I saw. Yeah, so we, I won't. Oh I won't, my gosh! You know, name names of other people, but I saw <laughs> when you went to visit. I don't know, last uh-huh. year sometime or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You were in Instagram stories with like friends that I had when I was there. And wow. I thought, what, what is this? Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> I just love, so, oh, so I love that overlap. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm, I'm speechless. That That's is too awesome. cool. <laughs> well, yeah, nice to meet you. Even though like we probably know so many yeah. of the same people like, and yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Super fun. Yeah. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a good reminder of how small of a world it is. Yes, That's indeed. Good. Yes, indeed. Yes. Wow, I love that. Well, <laughs> so before we jump into talking a little bit about your new book, I'd really love to first hear a bit more about this project that you had started back in 2017 and what inspired you to create this space to receive these stories from others. Yes, I, I love that question. Um, so I, I have always been really creative. And I was very blessed in my young years that I, I had two parents who really encouraged creativity at home. And I just always felt like it was something that I was made to do, whether that was painting or writing stories. So I always felt like I could do something and I would do something in the world that had to do with art. However, it's as anyone knows with creative tendencies or artists out there, it is incredibly difficult once you become an adult to be an artist professionally. And in many different ways, I learned that over and over and over again. And I kind of got to this place where I was like, you know what, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, I'm not sure if it's something that I can turn into like a respectable job, but it's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just going to focus on making something for one person at a time. And 
this is coming after years of the highs and lows of like trying to trying to make art and music work and happen <laughs> in all of these different ways. And yeah, I just got to this point in October 2017 where I posted on my Instagram. I said, you know what? Um, if you have a story that you want to share with me, I will write you something and I'll send it to you. And then I'll keep your story private. I won't share it with anyone. And then that's, and then from there, I'll share it with everyone else. And when I did that, I, I had always been inspired by people's stories. But for me, this was just like a way of like being really intentional about it. And it was really, honestly, it kind of felt like the last thing. Like, I was like, okay, this is like going to be the last thing I try. I'm going to just, I'm going to just start writing for one person at a time and just see where it goes and see what happens. So I started that one day and then I, mean, I posted it and then like I, I wrote for a few people and then the next morning I woke up to like hundreds of messages and I was like, oh, wow. whoa, this is what is happening here. And I hadn't really thought about the aspect of people not only sharing their stories, but then telling their friends about this project as well. So a lot of the comments, I mean, a lot of the messages that I received said things like, hey, a friend of mine told me that you were doing this and people were sharing their stories. And I, I don't even know who you are, but I just want to share my story. And yeah, that's that's kind of the kind of the synopsis of how it started. But yeah, it just came from me coming from music into not being really sure how to continue to make that work to almost completely giving up on being an artist altogether. And then mm -hmm. after these little moments of like, I would have something that would just like kind of spark and it would kind of work a little bit. And then I felt like it would just, you know, the flame would just kind of simmer out. And yeah, I had, I had that moment where it was just like, you know, I can't keep living for like this big moment, you know, this big theoretical moment that <laughs> might happen in the future. I'm like, I've got to set a pace and I've got to set a pace for myself, whether it's going to be successful or not. I've got to make this about something that is bigger than me. And for some reason on that day, I would just, I, that was the idea that I had. <laughs> and I just went mm. for it and I posted it and yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, if I was making a list of all of the things I've tried like on the internet alone, if I, that's probably, it was probably like <laughs> idea number 500. I mean, it's, it was definitely mm. not the first thing I tried. It's definitely took a long time to get there. Um, but at the same time, when I look back, it's definitely a culmination of a lot of life experiences. And I think it all just kind of came together to me at one moment that I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Gosh, yeah. that's awesome. I think there's something so powerful about that because I, I think a lot of people in today's, you know, like gig economy and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right, are kind of leaning into how, how do I make this thing that I'm passionate about? How do I make it work? And it feels like it's not. And mm -hmm. how do I make it into something big? And to say, listen, all these things have come together and all I can do is say, can I, can I do this for one person's mm -hmm. story at a time? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's not a big idea. I think it's it's evident how much that resonated with people to say these are personalized things that you are instead of trying to say I'm trying to create a career out of this like huge big thing just saying can I can I do it for one person mm -hmm. at a time and the fact that that led to the bigger things is awesome but maybe mm -hmm. isn't even the yeah. important part right of saying hey I, I'm just going to do it for whoever's right in front of me yeah. and telling me their story and that being so much more absolutely yeah and i and something that i feel like i've learned more and more about this is just like it's like people are interested in small beginnings people are interested in like in like following along a story that starts from the beginning i think a lot of times because like you know, in media, you see all these big stories all the time. It's like, well, if I don't have like this big curated idea, then it's not going to matter. You know, if I, if I started a nonprofit and it doesn't go viral right away, then it doesn't matter. It's like, no, like there are people who, who will see what you do and they'll be inspired because they see themselves in that. And they're like, I too have like mm. this little idea, this small, you know, mustard seed, the small thing that I, I think it's just, I think about it and I'm interested in it. And, 
and people enjoy watching that and being inspired by someone doing that. And I, I honestly think that that was a, a big reason as to why like it did get pretty big was because I was for the first time mm-hmm. I was willing to like accept the small, I was willing to like make this a small project. It's like, yeah, it is not financially viable to spend hours a day going through Instagram DMs, writing <laughs> poetry and making art for people. <laughs> like that's breaking all the rules on like how to sustain a living. <laughs> um, but at the same time oh. in doing that, it was like what it nurtured in me and the way that that refined me, like it definitely set the stage for all of the things that happened after that were big. So yeah, I I have become like yeah. Yeah. a huge advocate for starting small and and it's so interesting because it's like the more I focus on that, I can start to see things like growing and expanding in my life. Like it's so fascinating. Like the more I just mm. focus on like one day at a time, one breath at a time, one moment at a time, like like that's when things grow. It's so fascinating. So yeah, I don't I don't feel like I have it all figured out, but it's oh something I think about all yeah. the time. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. I mean, and I heard you talking a little bit about that on one of your recent podcast episodes where you were talking a little bit about this, but just hearing you expand it now is so beautiful. And knowing that I mean, knowing too how when you would post these things, like you have no idea, I'm sure, mm-hmm. most of the time, how your words or your art is going to impact the people who are receiving it. But I remember first coming across your work and just being completely like gut punch blown away. Like these are the exact Mm -hmm. words my soul needed to hear today in this moment. And Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, just your, your words are so beautiful and meaningful. And for you to steward that, um, that call to just do the one next thing, the one small little step and one breath at a time, like it's, yeah, you just have no idea how that's impacted so many people. Well, I'm sure you, do, you are realizing mm-hmm. how much it's impacted <laughs> people because you get this feedback from folks, but, um, but I can just say at least for myself, like coming across your work has just blown me away. So, wow. Well, um, thank I'm you. Thank grateful you. for it. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, honestly, it's really, it's a really strange thing because it's like, even though I do get feedback, but I'm very grateful for, you know, so much of it is digital so because I lack like the, I don't get a lot of like face to face, like sometimes I honestly forget that like I've made things that are out all over the place <laughs> and I kind of do have mm. to be really mindful and intentional about being grateful for that because I'm like, God, these are things that I was praying for and maybe not even like could articulate because I, I wouldn't have even known this was possible. I'm like, as a kid, I, I dream. I'm like, maybe someday I'll write a book. And I'm like, here I am doing it, you know? So mm. it's definitely something that I have to, <laughs> I'm still learning how to be more mindful of because it's like, that's sort of like the downside. I don't want to say the downside, but that's kind of like the the other side of like, when you're in the moment, sometimes it's kind of hard to pull back and really like, you know, take it all in because you're so used to like just going day by day taking it moment by moment and then it's like yeah yeah, you got to learn how to be like really intentional about stopping and saying whoa this is good I have grown I have made progress like that's something that I'm I'm constantly learning (laughs) that's good well and I think that I mean I think again that's something that a lot of people can relate to right is as you make progress usually because it's kind of slow progress you you mostly where you see is like, oh, I'm not there yet, right? Like whatever there mm-hmm. is, and that's always a moving target. And so, you know, I think about how often in therapy, I, you know, people say, oh, I'm still coming in here and it's been months. And I say, okay, but can we, can we talk about where you were when you started? Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like an yeah. instant poof. Now I'm, now I'm a whole new person, but you are a whole mm-hmm. new person, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's so easy yeah. to do in, yeah. in all aspects, yeah, but especially- you know, if, if most of that feedback or that quote unquote success, if we're defining it that way, right, is like online, it's so easy mm-hmm. to kind of think, okay, well, that's cool, but I'm still, here's where I'm going. And, and to really mm-hmm. be intentional about saying, okay, but can I, can I really think about what this is and where I've been, I think is, is really hard. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally believe that, and I I love that you just kind of touched on you know social media, and I think technology in general is it can be such a distraction from like how much progress we're making. Like I recently just started keeping a physical journal again because I, 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 um, I have a five month old and it's very hard to mm. find time to write. Like I used to, <laughs> I don't have, <laughs> I don't have as much time as I used to. So I've started to just like, you know, drop my phone, my thoughts down on my phone for the most part. And I just recently started, um, writing things down in a book again. And I was like, wow, like, it's so nice to actually be able to like, turn a physical page, you know, and like, just the simple act of doing that is progress. And I'm like, it's not the same feeling when I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, if I'm like, writing in the notes app on my iPhone, that page never ends. And I'm just like, it's something like, you know, just really subtly satisfying about like reaching the end of a page. Mm -hmm. It's like, I did that. It's like, even if it's nonsense and no one else reads it, it's like, I did that. I wrote that. So yeah, that's something that I, I've just become, I've just continually, even though I feel like I've, I've learned to be good at that. I'm still learning like, whoa, like it is huge when we actually think about how far we've come and we think about the days and the years and, the highs and the lows that we've made it through, like it's it's pretty remarkable. Mm, gosh, yeah, yeah, that's good. So from afar, obviously Holly and I both follow you, you know, and, and read the the poems and things that you write. But from afar, it seems like a lot of the stories you get are connected in some sense to mental mental health, right? Whether that's like diagnosable things or just mm-hmm. people's struggles and the, the the parts of them that hurt. How I'm interested to hear kind of how you, how art and mental health are related for you and the way that you kind of see creativity and all these things meshing with each other. Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, For me, I'm a very, I have a big imagination. I'm a very visual person. (laughs) And when it comes to making art, that's wonderful. You know, I'm able to make, I make hundreds of pieces a week. So I'm like, I just, I'm constantly thinking in color and composition. That's just how my brain works. But the other side of that is, you know, when I'm afraid of something or when I'm worried or when I'm doubting myself or something going on in my life, like (laughs) I can be very imaginative about that too. (laughs) Um, You know, I can think about, I can think about, you know, 40 different ways to paint a sunset, but I can also think of, 40 different ways that next week could go terribly wrong. (laughs) So it's Mm. like, you know, it's like, and I think for, for um, a lot of my life, I I couldn't really see the, what good could come out of like having this really imaginative, imaginative mind, if that makes sense. Like I never really thought about how, okay. Yeah. It's, it really, as hard as it is that, you know, my, with my own anxious thoughts and, and I, in high school, like I dealt with depression, like I didn't, but back then it just felt like something I was like, this is just something I have to sit in and it sucks and it's hard. And I couldn't see in that moment that the songs that I was writing and the art that I was making, it, it was in a lot of ways, like, just flickers of hope and I didn't notice it then it Mm. took me years to look back on the songs that I was writing and the poems that I was writing in high school it took me years to go back and see it was like wow that is that is something that I was able to even when I was in that low place I was feeling so alone that I was still able to write these things I was still able to to say something that that was hopeful, even if I didn't really believe it myself at that time. So because of that, I feel like I, I just become, I become very passionate about writing about that now. And a lot of what I write, even though I'm writing for other people, I'm writing about things that I am real time working through in my mind. Like I still yeah. get anxiety every single time I post on social media and mm-hmm. it has gotten, it has definitely decreased a lot, but yeah, just this morning I posted something that was like stylistically a little different than 
I normally post. And the second I posted it, I was like, oh, that was bad. I shouldn't have posted that. I was like, oh, is this how my art's going to go? Am I just going to go in a downward spiral? Like, is everything? And like, before I knew it, I was just like talking myself down. And I just like went down that spiral. And I was like, okay. And what I did was, and I've, I've kind of gotten into practice of doing this. I kind of took those thoughts and I actually went to my journal and I just started writing them down. And as I wrote them down and as I started to see them, I was just like, okay, those thoughts, that's not all just in my head. Now it's on this page. Now it's, I'm, this is my way of like letting it go a little bit, separating myself from it. So yeah, I don't really have like a fixed step-by-step of like, you know, how I work through it, but I am very aware. I will say that I'm just a person who's very aware of what's going on in my head. So I think that it, 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 my work ends up drawing people who perhaps have a lot going on in their head too. So yeah. I, so I, yeah. a, a lot of the submissions that I get, it's just about like, you know, things that are going on in people's minds and to whatever varying degree, you know, that where they are, you know, in the spectrum of mental health, it, it varies vastly. But I feel like I, I find a common thread of just like, yeah, it's, when we get in our heads, it is so quick to feel like we're alone. And we're, it's so quick mm. to feel like we're the only one going through this and to feel like we're weak for feeling this and to feel like we shouldn't, this shouldn't, these little things shouldn't affect us and, and we should be better than this. And, and these are all things that I often think. And then as I start getting these messages, other people are using some of the same language I've used. So that's why I say we a lot because I'm like, it's not, it's not just me and it's not just you. I'm like, we're in this together, mm-hmm. even though we have different life experiences. And, you know, some of us are dealing with really complex mental health diagnosis. And that's, that's a, that's a really intense thing that you have to live with and work through. And then some people are just like, yeah, I have a few anxious thoughts, like, but in one way or another, like we can all look at one another and have empathy for one another and say, whether I've been there or I see you, you're not alone, you know, let's get you some help, some support in whatever way that looks like. So, so yeah, I, I, I write about the mind a lot and, and I think social media has a lot to play with that too. I, I know for me, I oftentimes like go to my phone when I've gotten out of the present moment, you know, I'm not being present anymore for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm anxious or I'm tired or whatever it is. And I go to my phone and then, you know, one click away, you're scrolling through Instagram so I'm like, I've learned how to kind of write about those, that experience. And I think in me writing about that experience, other people are like, oh, maybe she kind of gets there or maybe I can at least share it with her. And, and yeah, so I think that's, that's why I may receive a lot of stories in that, in that vein. Mm, gosh, that's so good. It's so good because it, it is so relatable. I mean, I think a lot of what you're saying, they are things that we all struggle with in one way or another or have navigated and your ability to articulate that so beautifully Mm. and so well. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it really does bring a softness to this so that we aren't, you know, just it, you know, staying stuck in our head with our inner critic mm-hmm. hanging out, mm-hmm. you know, but to be able to move that, um, I think that's, it's just so yeah. good. So, well, and I was going to say, I think it says something profound about us as like humans, right? Because here you are writing things to individual people, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. writing this to this person who sent me this message. And yet mm-hmm. everybody that's reading all these things, uh, you know, may, maybe every single one doesn't feel like it's to them, but a lot of them do, you know, you read it, you say, that, yes. that feels like it's to me and I've never sent you a message, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, unless you respond to mine, the rest of it is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Here we all are yeah. responding and like reverberating from the same places. And I think mm-hmm. that says something powerful about us. Absolutely. Yep. And that's honestly like one of my favorite parts. Like for me, I grew up feeling like an outsider and feeling alone quite a bit. I was a homeschool preacher's kid and we weren't we weren't like a regular homeschool family. I just had one sibling, so it was kind of um, like I had a lot of homeschool families. Oftentimes have like at least where we grew up, it was like multiple siblings. Which I, I was like, that seems like a lot of fun. I love my sister, but it was just one 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 sibling, and I was just like, oh my gosh, is it really just us in the world? Like how like how is this? Like who do we connect with? Like who do we? 
um, you know, where do we belong? And, you know, my sister was diagnosed at a young age with Tourette syndrome, anxiety, and OCD. And I just saw so many people just like stigmatize her and bully her. And Mm. I spent a lot of my childhood, like trying to defend and stand up for my sister, my younger sister. And it was just, so, you know, even that aspect of it, it it really affects me because it's like, well, I personally do not have a mental health diagnosis. Like the person I was literally the closest to in the world did. And I saw how challenging it was for her and how difficult it was for her and how, how just unfortunately negatively people responded and how, which even more devastatingly, how negatively church people responded. And it was just such it was such a tragedy, but at the same time, like it gave me this fire. I think that's still within me of like, yeah, there's a lot to be said here. There are a lot of people out there being told that what they're dealing with is not real and it's not valid. And they're being told to just get over it and just really hurtful things. So yeah, I am, mm-hmm. I don't even know how I started talking about that. Oh yeah. I was just, I think I was just saying that, you know, just the whole, feeling like you're alone thing. You know, I'm very passionate about that because I, yeah, I dealt dealt with that quite a bit in my life. Yeah. Well, and, and you're definitely preaching to the choir in terms of that sense of advocating for, uh, you know, for us to not just dismiss or bypass, you know, some of the struggles that folks experience around mental health Mm -hmm. struggles, uh, regardless of what, what it is. Um, And I really, I grieve that, your sister had faced that so much from so many different people. And then, yeah. yeah. But you also, you know, you bringing this up as, you know, you know, being raised as a a preacher's kid that, that kind of weaves into one of our other questions, which, you know, is about your faith journey and how, how your faith journey is woven into your work and in what ways do you see it maybe being woven into the work that you did earlier on and maybe some of what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so when I was about five years old, I think four or five years old, my dad asked me, he said, how do you know God, how do you know when God is speaking to you? And my answer was, I said, it's when my brain thinks of things that I was too smart to say. And Mm -hmm. I was like, in so many different ways, I've always carried that with me. Like, I don't really know. I still don't even really know if I have language for it. The sense of like, I've always felt a closeness to God. I've always felt really like, like I remember growing up singing the song, like, this is my father's world. And I just remember hearing that song and just like looking at nature. And I'm like, yeah. God made this. Like God, like I just, I don't know. I don't really know how. You know, maybe there is no how. I just always felt that. And for me, I just, I feel like I carried that with me into creativity, and I carried that with me into what I make mm. because it was like there's a maker who made me to make, and I was just always passionate about that. And then once I started making art professionally or trying to at least that's when I think it got a little complicated because it was sort of like this used to be like this you know pure thing that I enjoyed and now it's like you got to figure out how to monetize it like how to sell it to a market and I really struggled with that because it was like okay if I want to keep doing this you got to have money or somebody's got to have money (laughs) to make it work But at the same time, I'm like, gosh, I don't want that to be the focus of it. So I really, I really struggled with that for a while. And then I started to essentially just like write out my prayers. And for some reason, I decided to post them Mm. on the internet. (laughs) And I, um, I didn't share it as my name. Like I created like another page and it was just like a lot of the things that I felt like God was showing me or had shown me. And I was just writing about that. Like I never, I mean, there were times where I wrote things that were like maybe like advice centric posts, but even those were just like kind of giving advice to myself in one way or another. And then a few years ago, 
I got to a place where I was just like, I felt like I, because I had grown up in the church and I had grown up reading the Bible my whole life, I felt like I had gotten to a point where, I mean, I knew like a lot of scripture and I could just like, like quote any scripture for anything. And it was to a point where it was just like, I'm like, man, like, I really need to dig deeper into what I'm actually saying, you know? I'm like, we talk about grace. We talk mm. about the love of Jesus. And I'm like, what does that actually look like on a day-to-day basis? I'm like, am I actually really, really thinking about it, you know? And it's it's hard to talk about because it's like, you know, you see, there's, you know, you see, like, it's, I was in a place where I was like, wow, I could, I can write, like, a Christian song, I can write a song that has these words in it. And then it's like, people will connect with it. But I'm like, is this really coming from a place of like, deep devotion? Or is it coming from a place of like, I have scriptures memorized? I don't know if that makes sense. But (laughs) it was just like me wanting to challenge myself Mm -hmm. to like dig deeper and say like, okay, I've been saying peace my whole life. I've been saying love. I've been saying grace my whole life. Like, what does that actually look like when I'm stuck in my mind for hours and I can't? So yeah, it was just honestly just the way I write now. It was just kind of like me really exploring what that meant and and feeling like God was kind of probing me, just like go a little deeper, like go a little deeper than like the words that you could just use all the time because you just know it and you've you've grown up in church and you've used these words, just like go deeper into them and I'm going to meet you there. So, mm. yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that. I, I Yeah. That's yeah. good. <laughs> I'm a little speechless because I'm thinking some of what you're saying, I want to like just mm. stick in my back pocket and like mm. hang on to that, you know? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Well, we have, I mean, uh, I could sit and talk <laughs> with you for yes. hours on end for the rest of the day, but obviously you have a book coming out, which is, part of what what led us to having you on the show in the first place. So we want to make sure that you get a little bit to talk about oh. that for folks that are listening. So your new book is called All Along You Were Blooming, Thoughts for Boundless Living, and it comes out in January, which is probably when this episode will come out anyway. But can you tell us and the listeners a little bit about what what this book is, what you were trying to do with it, what, what people could expect if they mm-hmm. go grab a copy? So I share a lot of poetry and art on the internet. And honestly, my first and biggest hope was with this book was just like, I wanted to create an opportunity for people to hold poetry and art in their hands and to be able to experience this, like not just on a screen, but and hold it. I just think that there is something that is special about holding a book in your hand, even if you don't consider yourself a reader. And that is why, you know, I love to write short form poetry. I want it to make something that you could just flip through and find something encouraging or give to a friend. Yeah, that, that was just, um, like I said a thousand times already, I just have, I'm very visual and I just imagined like someone just being able to just have this in their hand and they can open it and hold it and, and read it and, or just look at the pictures. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's all yeah. new pieces, uh, new artwork, new poetry. I've never shared any of this before. And yeah, that's a little terrifying, but <laughs> I'm excited to put it out there. Mm. And and yeah, it's it's a huge it's a huge part of um like if you've ever seen any of my work and if you haven't, it's fine. But if you have seen any of my work, it's it's that, but you know, maybe just a little a little deeper and and new because I've never shared these before. Man, well, I'm I'm yeah. super excited for just exactly what you're saying to be able to like hold it in your hands and have a copy and and I even you know some of the artwork and poetry that you've put up on the internet. There's been times where I'll you know my daughter I'll share some of it, some of your words with my daughter and see how how they move her. And I imagine having a copy of this book in our home um, will be a gift for her as she grows and becomes you know her own little self. So, um, man, it's like bringing tears to my eyes actually right now, just thinking (laughs) 
about that. It's so beautiful. Your work is just so beautiful. Um, so to get me to hopefully stop tearing up, <laughs> um, although maybe this may not work, I would love if you wanted <laughs> to read, I don't know if you want to read yeah. one or two pieces from the new book. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to yeah, say, as so... if that's what's going to stop Holly. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad because like, I'm looking at the piece I'm about to read. I was like, ooh, maybe okay. I should have picked another one. Um, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll hit the mute button. We're well, good. Yeah, maybe you can just visualize the happy art that accompanies hmm. it. So, uh, shadows fall like midnight on your shoulders, but the shadows will have no grip on you for they are doomed to be drowned out by light. And you might feel their heaviness weighing down on your knees, making it harder to walk, to breathe, but you will be all right. For you are still learning what it means to be strong. You are still a capable, thriving being at a slower, shadow-lined pace. And yeah, that piece is just about how living with shadows is very difficult and it can slow us down, but we, despite them, we're still going to grow and we will still be found in light. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, I love that. That's all I'm going to say <laughs> without giving away how wet my face is right now. <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's wow. beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm, well, thank you. Well, thank you. Do you want to share, do you want to yeah. share one more? Yeah, with, I do. With our yeah, it's so funny. Okay. I, I, to, I chose two that talked about knees. That's interesting. But yeah, this mm. one, um, this one is actually, the art is my favorite probably in the whole book. And it's just like a lance. It's like a, like a tw- it's like a forest at twilight and i i do this a lot where i'll paint pictures of the forest that's not how the forest actually looks <laughs> it's like it's just sort of like my artistic version of the forest i like to think of like yes it's obviously dark but there's the way the moon falls on the trees and like you can still see like there is still life so um yeah this is called wow i don't know what it's called Maybe we'll call it Canopy of Trees. Hmm. Um, (laughs) You find yourself beneath a canopy of trees with broken branches covered with moss tangled at your knees. Rest assured, the forest does not crawl on forever, but you must begin the journey here. For this is the time. This is the time to come alive, to walk tall with a beating heart and wide open midday eyes to surrender here in the green, for you are still free to travel free without knowing everything. Humbly following the traces of daylight, even though the path is unmarked, even though this was not a favorite start, this is your only hope to make it through. Precisely here, pushing through the land of the unknown, you will find your home and hope. So for now, while you are here, turn your attention to the lessons of strength this present forest offers. So good. So good. Thank you. Morgan, I love the both of those. And I am so grateful for the gift of your words in this world. Thank you. Mm, Thank you. We have one question that we often will ask authors when, especially when they've come on to talk about their book, and especially coming off of the the beautiful weight of those words that you just shared with us. I am curious what your hope for this work is overall, but especially what your hope is for this upcoming book. Mm. I think my hope is that whoever reads this book walks away feeling heard or seen in some way. And I say that because, you know, as a writer, like I never, I don't think it's possible that I can like reach everyone (laughs) or reach everyone all the time. But for me, I'm just like, if I could just have like a moment of connection with anybody that comes across what I do and, and enjoys it and, they feel like 
just for a moment that they're not alone. I, I, I feel like that matters. Like to me, that's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I do this for. Honestly, those, those moments. And if they're big moments, if they're multiple moments, then great. But, and for me, I, I think that that's just like, a expanded version of how I see life. You know, it's like, that's why I like try to practice, smiling at people or saying hello to people that I don't even know because it's just like you never know like that could have just been like yeah. the one hello that just gave them just a little bit of hope to carry on for the rest of the day so yeah kind of with the theme of what I guess I've been talking about in this episode is just starting small and, and finding beauty in the small the small connections the the small things that connect us to one another and yeah that's what I'm hoping for mm, yeah gosh that's beautiful it's so yeah. good. Morgan, thank you so much for taking some time today, coming on, talking with us, sharing some pieces from this upcoming book. Um, mm-hmm. Listener, if you want to connect with Morgan, you can find her at morganharpernichols.com on Twitter or Instagram and Facebook. We'll have links to all those in the show notes. You can connect with me at robert-vore.com or at Robert Vore. You can connect with Holly at hollyoxhandler.com or on Twitter at hollyoxhandler. We'll have links to all of that. Please go grab a copy of this book. I'm not kidding. We've gotten the incredible honor of seeing a little sneak peek of it, and it is beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, The words, the artwork, everything about it. I was just saying in our little text box we have going between Holly and I that I think I'm going to order a copy and leave it in the waiting Mm -hmm. room for our counseling center so people can flip through before they go into therapy. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I feel so honored. Thank you so much. Of yeah. course. Maureen, before we end here, do you have any closing thoughts for the folks that are listening today? Hmm. Well, um, hello, and I hope you are doing well. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I think the biggest thing for me is um, you know, maybe just to just like keep your heart open to the small ways that something is stirring within you in this season of your life. Just pay attention to the things you notice, the the causes you're passionate about, the kind of books you're being drawn to, the kind of conversations you're having. Like pay attention to those things. I think that they they say a lot about they could say a lot about what's what's stirring inside of you and in regards to what's to come. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Morgan, again, thank you for your time, your wisdom, your art. And listeners, I'm just going to echo what we were just saying. Like, please go, go follow her work, go support her, go, you know, pick up the book. Just, I promise you, your heart is going to thank you for it. So Morgan, Mm -hmm. thank you personally for for everything you do. Thank you all for creating the space. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMH podcast at gmail.com. A final note. If you're in a dark place today, struggling with suicidal thoughts, you are not alone. Professional help is available 24-7 at 1-800-273-8255.